You're listening to your Little Mountain Big Problem MBA podcast with David and Kane. Kane, Kyrie has questions. He has questions on a recent call that included nearly 100 players and several stars. Your lover, Little Mountain, aka Kyrie Irving, made an impassionate plea for players to make a stand and sit out the season's resumption. In Orlando, Kane.、Okay? I know you're not one to kiss and tell. What's happening? What's happening in Camp Kyrie? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think apparently he got a lot of props though. He's saying what people have been thinking, but too scared to say out loud. And for him to become the leader of that sort of, uh. Cohort of people that feel that way, I, I think it's good. And also, shame on you for cult leader, right?、Uh, shaming him for having, a, you know, a voice and a, an opinion about this. <laughs> I think there was one quote. I'm not sure necessarily if it's from Kyrie. Maybe Kyrie kind of said it or someone par- paraphrased him. But he didn't like the the racial optics of the situation where we're talking about all these like、uh, social justice reforms and. Uh, you know, systemic racism、uh, in America, and then we're getting a bunch of African Americans to entertain everyone. Well, this is—is that what Kyrie said?、Safe. That was not what Kyrie said, right? He was not specifically talking about that point. No, I don't think he necessarily like. He definitely was hinting at, at that sort of idea that he didn't like. That、um, he didn't he he was will, he I think he said like the quote was I'm willing to give everything up、um, to fight for social justice reform. <gasps> oh, because I'm telling you, Kane, my sources. I have sources. I have sources around the NBA. I'm getting my information from my sources, and apparently the questions are around: Will he be getting Sherlin Champagne in Orlando? What kind of food?、Uh, what on, kind of food、good. will be provided by league partnerships? What kind of free food is Kyrie getting? These are the qu- type of questions he's asking. Okay, like I'm serious. Nah, I'm serious. Well, okay, let's、uh, let's、uh, no, no no let's get real. Let's get real.、Uh, there's there's definitely two working factors here, and one one is obviously the Black Lives Matter protest. Like that that is definitely on the forefront of everyone's minds, and especially because I'm I'm sure most of the top players in NBA are African American. They're going to be very.、Um, Considerate about these problems, and they've been on the front lines, like you know, protesting about this too. And, and Kyrie has made it known on Instagram and whatever sort of social media that he's a big part of it, and he wants to fight for this kind of thing. LeBron James,、uh, I don't know. Have you have you seen any uh, uh, IGs or、uh, posts about him on, at the protest? He's made a couple. Yeah, he's made a couple of statements. He's made a couple of statements. And well, Kyrie and other important players like CP3 and Melo, like you know, let's say、uh, three prominent NBA players in their primes,、uh, all express interest that you know, if the NBA season were to restart, they would not take any part of it.、Uh, while LeBron James has said,、um, "I'm definitely、uh, all in for Orlando." Of course, so, I mean, Carmelo Anthony. Let, let me break that down. Let me break that down. Obviously. LeBron is in it because their team has a chance to win the championship. While Kyrie, it's called a winner. Portland, you know, Melo's Portland. CP3 is Thunder. Like they're not likely to win the championship this season, especially because Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant have both already said they're out for the season. They're not coming back at all this season, which I'm a bit 
upset about because I thought they could have a real chance to upset some teams, but uh, it is what it is. Like you said it yourself that you didn't want them to come back. Um, you want them to make sure that they get a clean bill of health ready for next season. Let me just clarify, because you seem to suggest that I was making up some of these stories about Kyrie and the type of questions he's asking. And you're making it, you're painting okay. it for our listeners as if Kyrie was asking questions around the the optics of, hey, you know, why, given the, the racial injustice right now, given the, the environment right now, is it appropriate for us as black players to, to again, you know, go, go into our entertainer role to entertain the, the nation? I don't think that's necessarily what he was saying in, that, in the meeting that I'm referring to, okay? Now, if you don't believe me, this is what ESPN is reporting. They said, to summarize, mm. all in all, his inquiries, talking about Kyrie Irving, weren't of weighty consequence. Yeah. In other words, he was asking frivolous questions around sponsorships. He was asking, like, if they're going to get free food, are they still going to get his, like, free food from his sponsors? Ky- Kyrie should not even be in the conversation. He's not even, he's not invited to Orlando, okay? He's, re- he's, he's injured. He's invited. He can settle, he's part of the team. He can go to the, he can go with the team and travel with the team if he wants to. The whole point, the whole point about keeping, about the bubble is that you want to keep it at a minimum. If you're not needed, mm. then you shouldn't be there. Kyrie Irving is not an active player. He should not be in Orlando. Hmm. I mean, if they really wanted to keep it at the minimum, I don't think they should have invited like 22 teams That's true. and only leave eight teams out. That's true. Like, I think one extra player on each team is not going to make a huge difference when it comes to like the bubble and the the sanctity of the bubble. Like, the, I don't think that's the, the key reason here. I, you, you're, you know, in theory, you're correct, but let, let's be realistic. It's it's, it's not going to make a huge difference. Clearly, I'm very passionate about this topic, but I'm aware that this is, I'm talking about your team and your player here. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to explain, break this down for our listeners and be objective, be objective. How are, did, when you read about this, about Kyrie uh, becoming sort of the, the leader of this, you know, don't end the season um, faction, how did this make you feel? Break this down for me. The first, the <laughs> Okay, well, until, I'll do that in a bit. But the first thing I thought of when I heard this, like, okay, David's not going to be happy about this. <laughs> this is, like, in direct competition to David's Lakers prediction and LeBron's, like, you know, standing in the way of LeBron's ring. Uh, you know, I I always thought, like, there'll be an asterisk, you know, for the winner of the season. Not to say that they didn't deserve to win, uh, deserve the championship when they do win, whatever team eventually wins. But it's just that it was a funny season and we just can't call it a normal season in any in any way. Like this is a totally different type of season that deserves some type of asterisk to say. Uh, this was during the coronavirus and there were concessions that had to be done and special conditions that had to be done as, as a result of the pandemic. But I think it would become even a bigger asterisk if... Kyrie and a bunch of other t- top players don't join like Orlando. He's basically. not invited. Kyrie's not invited. It will be a sh- I mean, like, okay, fine, but I, I mean, they said, like, the report was saying, like, out of the top, like, 100 players that are on the call, four, 
like a lot of them, like 40 of them didn't agree, like, agree, sorry, agreed with Kyrie that they were also not interested in joining uh, or going to Orlando to finish out the season uh, under these um, circumstances. And it makes me think now, and you know, to your point, breaking it down, it makes me think like the NBA just said, like in the NBA that's like supposed to be super woke and super progressive and super transparent with everything they weren't being transparent. They were, all they cared about was money in the end of the day. And yes, they were being conservative in, in you know, at best as possible. And they were being, um, they were trying their best to, uh, you know, consider the zeitgeist of uh, society and, 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 you know, check the temperature and the gauge and make sure they didn't rush anything. But at the end of the day, it was money that was the most important thing. And they didn't consult the players when they wanted to. They, they maybe consulted a few key players like LeBron and said, hey, LeBron, Giannis, are you guys good? All right. You know, because we expect you guys to make long runs. Uh, but apart from, you know, a few of the top players, I'm guessing they ignored a lot of other players. And maybe maybe they did initially, but it's changed because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, but it, it just kind of makes me feel like the NBA wasn't being super transparent with the restart and some of these um, conditions, like the bubble. Uh, I, I, I don't think that's sitting right. And Kyrie said, I don't support going into Orlando. I'm not with the systematic racism and the bullshit. Something smells a little fishy. How do you spell fish? Is there a second, third level meaning to that? Because we know how he spells I, right? And LeBron wasn't on the call. Like, obviously, LeBron doesn't agree with the stance of a lot of these players that had, you know, between the players when they called into league office and had that conference call. So LeBron wasn't part of that. So he didn't agree with this sort of angle. Where did um, Kyrie post that? Was that on his Instagram? Because normally with this post, I need to see the visual of it because normally there's secret symbols and other meanings. We can't just take it at face value. We have to dive in. And look at the second and third layer. <laughs> we have to crack the code. I mean, at least on the surface for me, it, it just is it, it's something to do with being corrupt and, and something to do with money. I don't but I'm not sure. Like that's just what I kind of assumed from the statement. This is a really tricky subject because I agree with you that the NBA didn't fully think it through before they didn't fully think it through about restarting this season. I think what's been reported and what happened was they needed to make a decision about restarting the season and that's what they did. So what that allowed them to do is to place a date on when the season starts, restarts, right? But mm. a lot of the finer details weren't fleshed out. So it wasn't necessary that the league was trying to hide this information. It was just that the, these details haven't been worked out. Mm. It's not a situation where they can just work out all the details and then say, oh, let's restart at, on the, at this arena. This, they have to give, like, there needs to be a lead time, right? They have to let different source or parties, uh, they have to let Disneyland know, like, the dates that they're going to restart and then work backwards from there, I think. Uh, I mean, you, you can kind of attack this in multiple different angles, though. Like, if you're being, uh, you know, logical, the coronavirus is only going to get worse, considering all the activity that's happened in America. And regardless if you're a millionaire or you're not, 
and especially if you're black in America, there's a lot of stuff happening that is affecting your communities and just America in general that you might not be happy about. And maybe basketball isn't at the top of your mind right now. Like there's probably more pressing matters that a lot of these players want to put the efforts into as opposed to entertaining. And I'm doing this in vertical like quotes, like entertaining and being and taking that entertainment role, like, like you were saying, um, and maybe they don't want that. They want to be more activists. They want to be promoting the stuff that's more important to society or, you know, how they feel like more important to society. You know, LeBron James wants to play basketball, then, you know, that's, that's fine. That's up to him. And I think that's that choice that is afforded to these players ultimately. Like, you want to go to Orlando and finish out the season? Yeah, do it, you know, if your team has made it. If you want to go protest, if you want to, if you want to fight for those rights, then I think you should be free to do that as well. And I think Kyrie is just talking about like, I, and I don't think anyone's saying it's mandatory. Like I don't, th- I have also heard teams aren't going to fine players that don't show up in Orlando, even if they've qualified. But I think it's just like, there will be this expectation like, okay, the NBA season is starting. All the players are going to go back and Kyrie and I've, I guess a few other, those other guys uh, taking a stand and saying like you know we weren't consulted with the full details of of the restart like to your point like maybe they knew about it but they didn't know the the details um fully and they're a bit worried about the details and yeah like wouldn't you like it's understandable that they they even if it's not about black lives matter they're a bit worried about their own safety when it comes to coronavirus especially florida is not the you know the most covid conscious place in America, considering like I doubt they ever even like took restrictions seriously. I think it's okay and understandable that players have concerns and they have questions that have not been answered. I take issue though with the fact that Kyrie has, he's not saying, oh, like players should get these, the answers to these questions. He's, he's coming out and saying and pushing for the agenda that we should not continue the season. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not telling players to find it's make sure you get the answer to this question and make sure you're comfortable before going back. He's not saying that. He's he's saying like it's not appropriate to go back. You should not go back. Yeah, yeah. So he's not looking for the answers. He's he's just looking to stop the mm. season. And I'll give you a bit of context to this. Okay. I think that's fine though. Like I mean if you're a player and you don't go back and play, you're not gonna get paid. You're gonna lose about a quarter of your salary, basically. Kyrie mm. Irving. I think some players, some players got the money already. Yeah. I think I read Kyrie Irving already. Has exactly, because he got salary. injured. That's why he's getting paid. Look, if Kyrie Irving came out and said, "Look, this is this is incredible times right now. I'm going to forego. I'm going to take the salary that I'm getting from the Nets, and I'm going to pay my teammates. I'm just going to split it with my teammates. We shouldn't play." The Nets shouldn't play, mm. but I'm going to take my, mm. my, my salary mm. that I'm getting for in, from injury because I'm still getting paid, and I'll just spread it to the other guys. I would appreciate that more. He, mm. he's, he hasn't said that. I don't, I don't know if he's doing that. I don't know if he's doing that. Yeah, he said that. He's doing that. Oh, he is he's, doing that. He said that. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Hmm. That makes... No, I oh, okay, okay, you fucking fucker. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that makes my position a bit weak then. I just... Like, seriously, if he did that, okay, respect, I, I right? Respect. Then... You know, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. oh, I guess we don't know that he's not doing it, but I don't think that's... 
I don't think that's a good... Okay, sorry, what's your second... What's the second point? What's the next point? My next point is Kyrie is injured. He's not invited to Orlando. If you're... If you're I don't know who the Nets people are. Um, like, what's that? Alan Crabb? Is he still... I, is Alan Crabb still there? No. I don't even think he's in the league Oh my anymore. god, Jesus Christ. Who else is on but, the team? Say Joe, Joe Harris. Is uh, Kenny Atkinson still there? <laughs> <laughs> You know he isn't. <laughs> you will. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. We we need um Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Spencer. Joe Harris. Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, okay. Spencer. Din- okay. Maybe I won't mention Spencer. God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this this Nets team, man. Everywhere I look, it's like wackos and weirdos. You got KD. You got Kyrie. You got Dinwiddie. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, it's a whack pack there. Look. If you're Joe Harris, maybe you want to play in the playoffs. Maybe you want to, you know, they're not, they haven't won a championship. Maybe going to the playoffs is a good opportunity for them. You know, Kyrie is saying you shouldn't play, but he can't play anyway. He's injured. So now you're trying to prevent, if you're like Joe Harris, like, do you speak up or don't you speak up? I feel like it puts his teammate in an awkward position. If I was Joe Harris, like I wouldn't feel comfortable speaking out. Like Kyrie, clearly he has a lot of sway in that organization. Yeah, for sure. I, I just want I just want to say though, like I understand that he does have an agenda because, like he said, he's been paid in full now because of his injury. Uh, he, I mean, he doesn't really have to go at all because he's injured, like you're saying. And the Nets don't virtually have no chance of winning uh, anyway. So, like Kyrie has everything has all the reasons why the season will be cancelled because it doesn't affect him ultimately. So you're saying like maybe his opinion is a bit selfish because he his command and his, uh, you know, like, uh, because people look up to him and he has more sway, not even in just within the Nets, but just in the NBA in general. Like he, he's one of the most marketable players in the league. Um, so he's... What, when he when he speaks, people are going to listen like naturally because he's one of, he's just one of the top players in the league, so people are going to listen, um, regardless of all the theories about him. Like people respect him for whatever reason it is. Like he's one of the um, vice pre- the pre- the presidents of whatever the role is in the um, the players the basketball so- players union yeah. association. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, Kenny people Atkinson look up to him. should have listened. And um, okay, uh, sorry, and so low blow. I, I think, I th- I think it's important that we differentiate. Like, yes, he has an agenda, but he's also speaking his opinion, and his opinion should only carry the weight of himself and maybe the other people that, uh, you know, uh, you know, agree agree with them or have the same viewpoint as him, and he's just speaking on those people. He's not. Yes, maybe he's advocating for it, but. I don't think that's a reason enough to be so pessimistic that it won't go ahead or you think that this is a huge damper on the restart. Like, the restart is going ahead. I, I'm i 99% sure that the restart is going ahead, uh, except maybe the president gets assassinated or, um, like, coronavirus kills the president. Or, you know, something like that bad on that scale. Like, uh, otherwise, it, they're going to go ahead. Like, numbers are going to rise and, and the season's going to go ahead. So whatever Kyrie says is not going to affect the restart. Um, what it might affect is a few players that think alike to him not going. And I, like what I'm saying is, and, and that's fine. 
like I know you're saying like, oh, Kari is like banding a bunch of people together and and forcing them not to play like and the boycott the restart. But I think it's Kyrie and other people that have formed similar opinions doing the same thing as Kyrie, and Kyrie has just become the the leader of this of this voice, basically. If you're a Nets player, would you feel not ashamed? What's the right word? Would you feel guilty playing the fact that one of the leaders on your team has come out said that you know we shouldn't be playing? Like how would that? I feel like that would affect oh, you. but I think that would affect me. He he's saying I don't want to play, but he he's doing it for selfish reasons, as in he's thinking himself person like how it affects him personally. But it's. I'll say it's not a bad characteristic. Like if he just thinks about himself, like he's just talking for himself. That's his opinion. If he's saying, "Oh, you know, I don't want to play, and I'll and I won't respect anyone else that plays," right, right, then that's a different story. Like then I'll be like, "Well, I want to play. Like why can't I? Why can't my opinion matter?" Right. Kind of thing like that. Then that's where I draw the line. And say like, "Hey, Kyrie, right. like people want to play. If we want to play, let them play." If he doesn't want to, if Kyrie, that's his body. That's his opinion. That's his mind. Um, you know, if he doesn't want to do it, I, like, I know no one's forcing him to do it, but he's free to voice that opinion, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. And I know the optics is he has an agenda, he's injured, uh, uh, you know, whatever, he has a powerful position within the league, um, people are going to listen to him. I, I know all that kind of stuff and it looks bad, especially because he's a flat earther, but I, I agree, I, I ultimately agree with him. Like, surprise, I agree surprise. with his right to surprise, say surprise. his mind. But, you know, like, at the end of the day, um, like, yeah, I mean, I'm being selfish too. Like, the Nets aren't going to win, so I didn't really care what happens to the restart. Like, I had no, like, I, the only reason I want to see the restart is because I want to see actual basketball that matters. But, I, like, I, I don't care who the winner is. Like, I don't care. I don't hold much, I don't hold the outcome to any weight, you know, in my opinion. Like, whoever wins, wins. This is another year, someone, some other team wins. Um... But for all the teams that are like a deep into the like have really good chances, like the Bucks, the Clippers, the Lakers, yeah, I might be a bit upset with Kyrie. Like I'll be a bit upset that Kyrie is 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 trying to band a bunch of people together to boycott the season. Is that how you feel ultimately? Do you feel a bit like kind of betrayed that? No, I don't. You know, you thought like, oh, the NBA the NBA trains all gravy. We're moving ahead for the restart. Like, what's all this negative news about, you know, people not, the players not wanting to play? Like, at first when I read it, I was a bit, like, shocked. I was like, oh, I thought everyone's on the same page in no, NBA. No, no, wait, wait, that's, yeah, it's a bit different, okay? I'm okay with other players not wanting to play. I have an issue with Kyrie stand, coming, like, putting up his hand and, like, leading that pack. Because of the, the situation I just mm. explained to you, the fact that he's getting paid, the fact that he's not even, he's mm. not even eligible to, to play. Right? He's making decisions on, mm. on something that doesn't impact him, it's, but is impacting other players. Mm. And I'm making... You're right. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know what Kyrie has told his teammates. If he maybe he had a... He talked to his teammate and said, look, this is how I feel. I feel very strongly about this. But if you, you, know, if you play, you want to go play, I'm going to give you my blessing, right? I'm going to support you. Like, that's cool with me. If he'd said that, okay, that's, that changes things. But if he didn't go that far and he just left things unsaid, then I think as mm. if I was another Nets player, I would, I don't know, I would, it would, I would hesitate. I would hesitate that I'm somehow damaging my relationship with Kyrie, right? Because he's, he's super important. 
It's super important for a Nets organization, okay? Well, pretty much everyone on the Nets is trade bait, except for KD and And the other thing I think needs to be that I have an issue with Kyrie coming out so strongly about this. I, I think it, he has to be really careful because, well, clearly he's not very careful because if he was very careful, he would have thought this out and did what LeBron did, which is not to come out and babbling like a lunatic. Um, it's because Kyrie is one of the top players in the league. He's privileged. He's going to come out of this okay. You know, you, you make it sound like if they don't play this season, then it's fine. We'll just come back next season and all is good. I'm not sure if that's a given. I think I've heard reports that the league is worried that if basketball does not resume this season, there will be lasting damage. And I'm talking about if this season does not continue, that uh, the current CBA agreement is going to be voided. Okay. They're going to renegotiate that entire like contract. And I think that has huge impacts. It's not just about losing the 25% of paycheck this year. It's about the, the makeup and the setup and the, the revenue sharing going forward. Okay. And I think th- that impacts mm. way more. That impacts other players more than it impacts Kyrie. Kyrie is a player that literally has come out and said he's, you know, he's only going to play till he's like 33 or 32. Okay. Mm. And he's got hundreds of millions of dollars, probably. That's okay. He's got, you know, he's got a movie for God's sake. But how's that helping the other like 300 players that aren't superstars? Who's wanting to play as long as they can? Who wants to play until they're 40? I don't know. Like I'm saying, this is a slippery slope. It's not just about this season. It's about. It's not about, you know, going back so we can go entertain like the nation. I think it's about also protecting the league going forward. Making sure that this product mm. is still a strong product going forward. I mean, like... Thank you very much. To your point, r- racism has been around. And, uh, like, you know, rednecks want to maintain racism as long as possible. And to them, racism is a product. But we need to break the cycle. And some... I'm um, just joking. I don't yeah, know what the f- with this. Okay, I thought you were going to... S- Okay. Well, I thought what you were going to say was. What do you think I was going to? Say? I had no idea. No, I was just babbling. No, I thought what you're. I thought you what you were going to say was that like by going by playing the games that they would have a platform, like a more effective platform than. Yeah, that's true too. Because you know, post game, no, no. The reporters going to ask questions. Like, there's nothing to stop them from post game to every post game saying something, making some statement about what's happening yeah. out, outside like the, the exposure game. of yeah of. NBA coming back will be a huge platform. And I think what I was thinking of, I'm not like, I'm not like totally like sold on this idea. It's just something that popped in my head. But like, I mean, if the NBA could give up five years, five years, yes, that would have huge, huge financial uh, implications and lots of players will lose out on the primes. But at the end of the day, Yes, that sucks for this current generation of players, but the NBA will survive. It will live on. And if these players, the top players I'm referring to, are kind of going out there and donating their time to these causes that they care about, maybe they can get a lot done. And maybe if they all put their efforts towards fighting systemic racism, you don't know in five years how things might get solved. And in five years' time, the NBA will return. And, you know, like it might take a while to get up again, but. 
that's a small price to pay for systemic, like the end of systemic racism. If that was what it took to get, you know, to to oh, defeat it. I hope it. you're not referring to Kyrie Irving because this this dude can't even figure out if the Earth is round or flat. Okay. I'm saying LeBron, if LeBron James, you know, like it stops thinking about his fourth ring, you know, like if Melo, if Melo wants to join, like I know Melo is, a, you know, one of the key prime players and he's like, he spoke up about, no, nah, I'm joking. It was funny Melo, Melo spoke up shit. too. Like Melo has, Melo has been fight, like has been, Melo has been begging to get into the league and now he's like, oh no, I don't think we re- should restart. He, he He's he should be. I'm surprised that he he was on the call. I'm surprised that you know. I, I thought he would just want to play. Regardless. How did he get the Zoom link? How did Melo get the Zoom link? How, how was he invited? I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, like ser- seriously, seriously. This this dude. This dude. He's he's not about winning. He's not about playing. All he cares about is collecting his goddamn money. He wants to play, but he 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 wants the optics. Like oh, I don't want to play in China. I don't want to play in Europe. I, I'm an NBA player. Like I deserve to be on NBA. The team. last time Melo wanted to play, he was wearing an orange uniform. <laughs> All right. right. You talking about the Knicks or you talking, uh, talking about, about Syracuse? <laughs> I should have made it clear. You're talking about yeah. Jail. Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, let's let's not get too racial here. Let's not get racial. Earlier you said this is all like sort of somewhat moot because it's going to happen um the the league is going to restart. But I've been reading that that's it's not a given anymore. Like it felt like a week ago and I'm glad we didn't talk about this topic like last week or two weeks ago when it felt like it's inevitable, right? Because now from sound of, sound of it, there is some doubt. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like, I still think it's more inevitable than not happening. Right. Like I, I give it a 90% chance it's going to happen. Like, this is, like you said, this is too many financial reasons for them to continue as opposed to not go ahead with it. Like, like you said, the, the implications will be massive if they decide to cancel the season like i actually think if they cancel this like uh like maybe lebron retires if they cancel the season like that's maybe how mad he might be if they cancel the season i don't think it'll get to that extreme but let me give you a scenario that this is a possibility if they Mm. cancel this season and put next season also in jeopardy you might see a couple of teams close down Mm. You, you might see a reduced league you might see four teams gone Mm. Okay, and then and then the players are going to be like, "What the fuck?" So the best player on one of those four teams is probably. I mean, Milwaukee used to be part of that group. I would say, but maybe not now. With Giannis, this um, ticket sales. Let's start with Charlotte Bobcats. Where wait, Charlotte Hornets. Definitely the Charlotte Horn. Like you're not even saying the name right. They're the Hornets. Seriously, I'm, and I'm, that wasn't even a joke. Like I keep wanting to say the Bobcats because I can't. Like that's just how irrelevant that team is to me, right? I like last week. Yeah, definitely the Hornets for sure. Like last week, um, I asked you who the 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 head coach of the, um, the Hornets were because I literally yeah, yeah exactly like I literally didn't I didn't know because I didn't want to bother remembering that like the guy's name. Who the fuck? I mean, the best or the marquee free agent signing this offseason was Terry Rozier. So that I mean, that kind of tells you where they're at as a franchise. Um, the most promising player is probably Miles Bridges. Yeah, definitely the Hornets. Let's think. Hornets? How about, I'll give you a, a surprise name. How about the Rockets selling that team? Or the Rockets turning themselves from championship contender to the next Clippers franchise? Interesting. There's just too many like star players on that team. Uh, oh, you mean like just sell it? Like they'll still be part of the NBA. They'll still but, be part of the like, NBA, but I'm saying instead of a, a winning culture, 
they're going to turn themselves into the Clippers. The Donald Sterling's Clippers, I mean, in terms of like, you know, being under yeah, the, yeah, I, like I, a cheap I, I, team, I under a luxury tax, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see it with James Harden still then, Russell Westbrook still clinging on to his prime years left. Like, I, I can't imagine that they will lose less than 30 games in a season. Like, they might miss the playoffs, you're right, but I, I don't think they'll be like a laughing stock in the NBA for sure. I mean, maybe if they win 32 games, that's pretty bad for them. Like, James Harden is a still MVP-level player. He's still playing, like, MVP-level basketball. Um, so that's why I can't imagine that, to be honest. Uh, I get you. I see what you're saying, though. Um, like, even a different owner doesn't treat the Rockets, like, if they just go really stingy. But I think that's more Tillman's move. Like, Tillman has been trying to be, is trying to be really money-pinching in, in recent years, like, with trading Clint Capella and trading Chris Paul, um, like that, those kind of tr trades to save money, uh, like are not championship making moves. Um, yeah, I can't think of, oh, what's a different team? Orlando, Orlando Magic? Magic? Oh. I'll give you another surprise name. New Orleans Pelicans. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's gonna be, it's different. I, I mean, I went there with Anthony Davis. Like, I went, I went to the stadium when Anthony Davis was playing, and that stadium was dead. Zion's a rookie, so he's got a lot of buzz, but... Uh. I'm talking about in this environment, in this environment, I don't know. To give you some context, um, in the latest trailer for NBA 2K21, there was like a little preview where it was released alongside the PS5. Did you see that trailer? And Zion was... Zion was the main guy on, on that on that little demo that they showed for NBA 2K21. So Zion is going to be the face of the league someday, and he's going to be wearing a Pelicans uniform. Like love it or hate it, he's he's going to be part of that franchise for seven years minimum. Like that's just the way the league is set up. So he's not like oh, for wait, seven he years. Oh wait, can't change for seven years. What? Like it's just really hard. Like if you think about it, he's under contract for four years, and then he becomes a restricted free agent. And then, of course, the Pelicans are going to match any offer um, any team makes. So that's in all three years, uh, at minimum, because it's like a three-year plus a player option at the end. Um, even if he opts out of that player option, like Anthony Davis is currently in, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's where Anthony Davis is at is right now. He's in his player option year. Like seriously, like if we even think about just the way you're describing that, like to me that just sounds wrong. Like why don't they like go like fix that? It sounds like why am I trapped in this place for like seven years? I mean the whole process is wrong. The whole process is just like masked around this idea like you get to play basketball, so you know, you have to live with a few injustices. Right. But the whole path to becoming a professional, like one year of going being forced to go to college for one year when you're clearly like especially if you're a top player clearly you, you're way above that level and then you're you're going to the worst team generally the worst team in the nba and then you have to suck for at least three of those years like it's hard like you know to win because you don't have much talent you're talent poor so kane let's recap what we were discussing here we've covered quite a lot of ground so let me ask you what percentage do you give the nba coming back in late July, give me a percentage. Mm, I think I was, I've been floating around 90, I would say 95%. So very confident still. 
Yeah, like, I mean, it's still long, it's still over a month before, like, I guess I want to know what the final details are, because I think a lot of the questions, and I think Spencer Dinwiddie was on first take a few weeks ago, and even he was kind of like expressing, like, he knows that there's a lot, of, a lot of, back then, there wasn't a hard date on the restart, which we do, we, which we now know is like July 31st is the tentative yeah. date, but Maybe a few weeks ago, they knew there was rumors about it restarting, but it wasn't like definite, but you know, it was most likely going to happen. And even Spencer did me like back then, he was asking questions like, um, you know, will I be able to go in and out of the bubble? Can I bring my family with my bubble? Can I go out and, you know, and how long do we have to stay in the bubble? How long is the season going to last? Is there any Bitcoins there? Like, am I not going to be able to, is it, yeah, like, am I able to mine Bitcoin there? No, but he was saying like, am I able to see my- <laughs> Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's saying like, Will he be able to see his son for six months? Because if it's like three months, maybe he can deal with it. But if it's six months, like, I'm just saying like, like, whatever, like three months is too long. Maybe two weeks is okay. So I think all those kind of logistics was not ironed out. And it sounds like it still isn't ironed out. And I think that's a little bit problematic. And I don't know if a month is enough time to work all these things out. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, I don't know. But uh, I think these kind of details are, creating a bit of a cloud of mystery around the restart because all we know is it's July 31st and we know the format of the potential playoffs and eventual crowning of a winner, but we don't really know the exact logistics around how they'll keep players safe and emotionally state and, and also in a, in a great, in a good emotional state as well, because you'd be confined to a, to a space that you can't move freely, you know, around and see family probably regular or, you know, Maybe friends is not important, but like especially fam family, you can't see your children uh, would be tough. I need another prediction from you. Will Kyrie be with the team when it restarts in Orlando? <laughs> I mean, I think we talked about the, like I remember, was it two weeks ago? We we're talking when Black Lives Matter movement started. And I, I'm not sure if this was actually an episode of, I was like talking about how like, I, I just, oh, I, I think it was just you and I, we were just having a private conversation. But I was saying like, I have doubts that the protest has longevity because right now there's a lot of people that are using uh, the protests as like an excuse to loot and riot. And it's those kind of bad apples that are creating a bad name for the protest. Since then they've really organized and they've, even like create demands. I don't know what the demands are, but you know, this is the kind of stuff that I was saying that like, they need this kind of organization in order to make the protest and the, and the what they're fighting for more credible. Because if they're just like trying to create noise and try to create attention, you're going to draw the wrong attention, uh, especially when you have a president that doesn't agree with, um, you know, what you're trying to fight for. Wait, I, I asked you, give me your prediction whether Kyrie will be with the team or not. And you talked about... <laughs> yeah, so what I'm saying is... Yeah, so what I was saying is like, so the long... Like, what I'm questioning... What I questioned originally was like the longevity of the protests. But now because there's a lot more direction, there's a lot more organization and leadership within the, the protest leaders, I think, I think this has staying power and people now can see what the North... Like, what is the North Star... In, in this fight, what should they uh, guide towards? What are like this, you know, the the goals along the way, like uh, what do you call it? the milestones that they can try to attain as they get to the North Star? And now that they've sort of start mapping this out, 
they know what kind of fight they're in for and how long they're in it for, uh, you know, or however long it takes it, that's what they're going to try to achieve and they're going to do whatever it takes. So that's not going to be a short fight if people are committed. And if Kyrie is committed to this cause and he's really passionate about it, I, I can understand if he chooses because he's injured or, uh, or whatever his situation is, that he just says, I have more important things on my mind right now. And like, sorry, I won't, I won't, I won't be in Orlando. Because I was thinking, I was asking the question like with the thinking, like will the Nets allow him to, to go? I mean, I'm sure if he really wants to be there on the sidelines, like I said, I think one extra person is not going to be a huge health hazard. No, because there's a cap. Like, there's a cap to the number of people they can bring there. Mm, like including coaches and trainers. Coaches, and trainers, and, like uh, advanced scouts and stuff. And stuff. So this is actually like you're losing your opportunity to, to scout. Uh, right. It's like a roster spot. Roster spots where you can just prepare for like, uh, you know, the games, right? You need like scouts sitting in the stands to like, to look at, I don't know, game plans and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, I didn't you know would about use that. up those uh, slots, like allocated slots, quite quickly. Maybe they say, yeah, Kyrie, like, um, yeah, maybe conquer. But I, I thought, like, they were saying, like, if maybe it's Kyrie, like, originally before, like, uh, Kyrie was being quite supportive of the team and saying, like, yeah, we're in, like, Kyrie, Katie and I are injured, but if the team were having, I'll, I'll love to sit on the bench and just support the team. So I assumed that was kind of okay. Like players can go still. Like Dame was saying that he does. If if he they didn't have realistic shot of the playoffs, that he wouldn't play, but he would still go with the team, travel with the team to Orlando, and support the team on the bench. That's what he said. So uh, maybe they don't. They didn't know those kind of rules before when they said that. So yeah, maybe that's changed. So short answer, listeners. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. The situation is very fluid. It feels like it's changing week to week. I think it's a mystery, Mark. And yeah, like I know like basketball fans, NBA fans are a bit disheartened by hearing that not everyone's on the same page when it comes to mm. the NBA. Um, but yeah. It caught me by surprise. Think, like LeBron wants to play. It caught me by surprise, Kay. Yeah, for sure. I was looking through feeds of Isaiah Thomas when I read this news of Kyrie. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, LeBron wants to play in Orlando, which is cool. And Kyrie doesn't want to play in Orlando, which I think is also yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Hey, before we say that, I got something for the podcast. Just give me a second. I'll be right back. Okay. Yo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I like. Do you want me to open it? Yeah. You got, when did you get this? Uh, you got this delivered recently? Just today. Oh, wow. yesterday. This is definitely for the podcast. Okay. So, Kane uh, has just brought to my attention that he got a delivery today, which is my jersey. If our dear listeners, by dear listeners, I mean our one listener, Hoyan. Remember from last year, we made a bet about the who's going to win the NBA Finals. Oh, actually, no. We had a we had a, a a playoff bracket, and I ended up winning because of my superior basketball knowledge. And the winner gets uh, a jersey, a Brooklyn Nets jersey. I like it. No, that's not it. That's not it, you idiot. Oh, that's not it. I I bought the the wager was lunch for that for that particular oh, bet. What's this for? This buying you the jersey was because I said that okay if 
if Brooklyn gets KD and Kyrie in like a oh, right, free agent right. mega sweepstakes, <laughs> um, I will buy you. I'll buy you Brooklyn Nets jersey. And I yeah. thought it was because of my superior basketball knowledge, but clearly not. <laughs> no, of course not. It was my superior basketball knowledge and my, oh my, God. And my generosity. And my generosity. Now I feel a lot worse. <laughs> Can I try it on? I, you know, with the same yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, so I want to see. It looks, it looks good. Like quite a good size though. It's, I like, like it. Small. Yeah. Okay, well, I was going to say, as uh, Kane's trying on my prize. It's, it's a good fit. Man, this is nice. This, I like the, it. The Nets, the Nets jersey is so sweet, honestly. It's such a, like, a It's cool. You didn't get design. one for yourself? You didn't get one for yourself? I won't. I mean, the sale is always, like, I think I can still just get it for the same price, to be honest. I'll check. I, I, might, get, I might get it. It's nice. It's a good jersey, man. It's a good jersey. I might actually have to buy it again for myself. I, I kind of regret. I have it. to be honest. Like the the Nets jersey, I, I like the Nets the black jersey design. Yes, simple. Yeah, you said black. You said you wanted black one, right? Yeah. Not yeah. the white one. Yeah, exactly. I like the. Maybe dark I'll get one. the white one. And on that note, my light brothers and sisters. Jesus. The age of no age more secrets of no is more secret. on us. Cain. Cain. Hold my hand. Kane. Hold my hand. Kane. Let us rise. A step up on little mountain, on, little mountain, on, little mountain, little mountain, little mountain, little mountain. Okay, that's enough, Kyrie. That, that's enough, Kyrie. Let's, thank you, Kyrie. Thank you for those kind thank words. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for those kind words. See ya. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Your NBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your NBA Podcast.